What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we get started tonight with the show, I want to say a few words on behalf of the company that I have partnered with to help folks protect their financial resources as we enter into the eye of the storm. Now, I don't think I need to remind everybody that this financial crash has been predicted for years, and now we are seeing everything unfold exactly the way the real financial advisors, the real professionals and experts out there have been telling us that it was going to. We have a brief window of opportunity here, folks, and I highly recommend that everybody get on board. We just saw Silicon Valley Bank go down last month, and just yesterday, First Republic was the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history. And let me tell you something, folks, we're not done. We're not even close to being done. This is a consolidation move. The big banks are eating up the little banks. They're preparing to roll out their central bank digital currency. The entire system is going to collapse. Oh, and by the way, dozens of regional bank stocks plummeted today as this banking crisis continues to gain momentum. All of them were down between 10 and close to 40% just today. So I urge everybody out there to seize this opportunity. Don't wait until it's too late. Protect your financial resources, roll over your 401k and your IRAs into precious metal backed, into gold backed currency. That is the wave of the future, folks. We know that this is a sound investment. It's been proven over and over and over again. And I can guarantee you that when the market crashes, gold and silver are going to skyrocket in price. Now, I am not a financial expert, as you know, but I have had financial experts on my show who have said exactly that. And I'm sure you've heard many other trusted sources out there warning folks of what's to come. Now is the time. Don't wait. Seize this opportunity, folks. Click the link in the description. And I guarantee you, folks, this will be the best financial decision that you've ever made. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is May 26, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight, I'm going to provide a situation analysis report, and there are many different topics we're going to get into. We're going to discuss the indicators that folks are indeed waking up. Always a very important topic, and there are several examples that I'm going to mention that have just recently appeared in the news this week. We're also going to discuss the continuing trends of disclosure and exposure of the truth on so many different fronts, as well as an analysis of the ongoing narrative prep of what's likely to come in the weeks ahead. We're also going to get into, related to that topic, the banking collapse, as well as an overview of geopolitical analysis, particularly as it pertains to the dissolution of NATO in the face of the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. That's certainly something we've been discussing quite frequently in recent weeks. And of course, A part of that conversation is going to center around Belarus, because as I'm sure you've heard by now, the deployment of tactical nuclear weapons is now a reality. So I'm going to offer some thoughts on that topic as well. We also know that Ron DeSantis has made his announcement, which was very much expected, and I'm going to offer some commentary on that. So we're going to get into a lot of different topics tonight. Hopefully you folks will enjoy. Hopefully this will be a good one. Lots to discuss, so let's just dive right in. Now, as everybody knows who listens to my podcast regularly, I think it's very important to pay attention to the cultural indicators that a shift 
is occurring, a shift in consciousness, and that the awakening is indeed upon us. And over the past couple of years, we've seen progressive movement in that direction, not only in terms of the resignation of CEOs and people stepping down from high-powered positions, but also we've seen the public react quite strongly to the satanic initiatives that are being pushed on society. And certainly the woke culture that Bud Light has adopted has blown up in its face. And Anheuser-Busch is really hurting right now. This is absolutely amazing to witness. The other day, the New York Post reported that steep drops in sales of Bud Light continued to worsen for the sixth week in a row, plunging by nearly 25%. And meanwhile, other brands like Modelo and Coors and all these other companies that haven't gone woke are increasing their sales. I also mentioned in an episode not too long ago, a video out of Boston, Massachusetts, Fenway Park specifically, where the beer lines for Bud Light were absolutely empty. And meanwhile, every other brand had a line going all the way down and around the corner. So that's something really important. That's a really interesting barometer. This is in a city that's considered to be one of the most quote unquote liberal in the country. And meanwhile, other corporations don't seem to be getting the message, or perhaps they're getting conflicting messages and are essentially choosing a lane right now. I think that's really what's going on. Basically, what it's come down to is the cabal controllers pushing their agenda and the people pushing back against this agenda, and the corporations are in the middle, and essentially they're having to choose a lane. They have to decide which direction they want to go. And as we know, if you go woke, you go broke. And this is what we're continuing to see play out time and time again. We just saw North Face has partnered with an actual drag queen yelling, come out in an advertising campaign to sell LGBTQ apparel to kids. And it's absolutely sickening. And this, by the way, is on the heels of Target at first backing down in the face of massive backlash against their transgender clothing line for kids. But now it's also come out just today that they've taken it a step further and they've partnered with a quote unquote educational group that is promoting gender transition in schools without parental consent. And what's so fascinating about this is that in the process their entire transhuman and grooming agenda is coming to the surface, and people are now seeing very clearly what the enemy is all about, so much so that I continue to contend that the alliance is actually pulling the strings behind the scenes and forcing these companies to out themselves. You have to remember to view these news stories through the lens of a 5D chess match and realize that it's the exposure of the satanic agenda that really constitutes victory at the end of the day. And I do believe that the White Hats are pushing all of this out into the public very rapidly and very aggressively in order to force we the people ourselves to choose a lane and to decide how much we're going to put up with and how far we're going to allow this encroachment on our children to go. And on that note, we are seeing pushback, not only at the consumer level, but also at the state level in certain areas. For example, Montana just made a major move in the right direction. They followed the lead of Florida and Tennessee, I believe, by banning drag queen story time. 
And they actually went a bit further by saying that the content itself didn't even have to be overtly sexually explicit, which I mean, pretty much all is. I mean, if you put drag queens in front of kids, as far as I'm concerned, that's sexually explicit by definition. But nevertheless, they just outright banned the practice of these sick freaks providing a justification to get in close proximity to your children, to groom them. I actually discussed drag queen story time on a recent episode, and quite frankly, it's very difficult for me to suppress my rage. When I see grown men with glitter on their genitals, gyrating in front of two- and three-year-old kids, in front of innocence, quite frankly, folks, I, I just don't even have words for it. And I simply don't understand how any parent could not see this for what it is. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a criminal action. This is child abuse. Bare minimum. And so... While we have Drag Queen Story Hour being held literally in the UK Parliament, this issue is being directly confronted in many areas of the United States. It's very encouraging to see. Quite honestly, really, it's about time. Because if this war is about anything, it's about protecting our children from predators. And that's what these individuals are. There's no two ways about it. So I personally, folks, I see these as major wins. Or perhaps you could say barometers of which way the wind is blowing. Like I say relatively often nowadays, it's the best of times and the worst of times, to quote Charles Dickens. We are indeed engaged in a war against evil. And their ultimate prize is to get access to our children. And to pass laws saying that your children don't belong to you. We've actually seen statements like this made on mainstream media, going back several years. And of course, they're still pushing this. They're pushing it with more fervor than ever before. But now that this is becoming recognized as a metastasizing cancer in our society, people are starting to wake up and they're starting to push back. And it really is beautiful to see, I have to say. And obviously, we have much more work to do. But we also have to celebrate our victories, folks, which are the cabal's defeats. And speaking of their defeats, it looks as if Black Lives Matter is going bankrupt. And I have reason to suspect that in the process of this becoming public, we're going to discover more and more about the criminal activity of that terrorist organization, specifically the expensive properties that they own, which were, of course, purchased with the funds that were donated to support their false premise initiative that our society only values white lives, which is total nonsense. Everybody knows, just like Trump said, all lives matter. This whole concept is absolutely insane, and it was from the very beginning. But of course, it really was a scam, and we're coming to find that out. All of this is coming to the surface. The reality of the matter, as we know, is that these funds were funneled into the pockets of the BLM controllers behind the scenes to live the good life on the dime of well-meaning people who are struggling to get by themselves, by the way, who think that they're doing the right thing, who are trying to promote a better world, a better society. They just don't understand that they've been conned, but they're starting to. This is all part of the reversal event. This is a season of reversal, and we're in the very early stages of seeing a complete 180 
from where we were just a couple of short years ago. And yes, we certainly have made progress in that time span. And all of this is gradually going to come crashing down on the enemy. It's already happening. We're seeing the beginning of a cultural shift, a massive, massive shift in consciousness. And it really is remarkable. There's finally pushback against all of these deviant agendas, including men competing in women's sports. Because society is crumbling. And I do believe that our population and we the people all over the world are intuitively recognizing this. This is what it looks like when a society devolves. But thank God that we're fighting back collectively. This is a war against reason, against logic, and what used to be considered common sense. All over the country and all around the world, we are engaged in the same struggle. And I think with every passing day, there's more and more awareness of that. Consciousness is rising. And quite honestly, I happen to view the Roe versus Wade reversal as the core of the change that we're seeing happen right now. This nation found its conscience again. And we're witnessing the population exercising their will to uphold decency and propriety in this world. People know that once you pass a certain point on the Rubicon, it's too late to salvage what we all hold so dear. It's like the old saying goes, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And people can see it slipping away. They can see everything decent being turned into complete and utter depravity. Everything that makes sense has been completely inverted. They have imposed their satanic religion on our society. And even though people, generally speaking, don't understand that element yet, they don't understand what we're ultimately dealing with, they can sense intuitively that something fundamental is slipping away from this world. And people are rising up to fight it. People are recognizing that there is a spiritual war going on. And even though they may not put it in those terms, there is this natural primal instinct to uphold what is decent and what is just, and you can only push people so far. They're only going to tolerate so much before they finally say no. And quite frankly, folks, I think that's a big part of what this white hat strategy has been all about right from the beginning to get us to this point is a gradual acknowledgement that apathy aids and abets these crimes, particularly against children, and that it's our collective duty to confront this evil together. Whatever differences we may have, we can settle those later. But we have bigger fish to fry, folks. And the White Hats are pulling the strings behind the scenes. They are putting all of this directly in the face of the general public. And people are responding Exactly how I always believed that they would deep down inside. I have always believed in the inherent strength and goodness of humanity. If we don't stand up and we don't protect our innocence, we don't protect our children, we're not worth the air that we take into our lungs. And thank God, folks, we're proving that that's not the kind of people that we are. We are God's people. We are God's children. We have character. We have standards. And when evil floods into the world, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against it, 
and we are that standard. So I take great heart on this front in seeing my fellow men and women stand up for children and stand up for the sanctity of innocence and God's design for his creation of humanity. That's what we're fighting for. We are finding ourselves in the process of rediscovering who we are, and we're reshaping this world to leave behind to future generations a better one than the one that we were born into. And the beauty of this and its historical nature simply cannot be overstated, folks. And of course, all of this is happening, as we know, amidst the backdrop of remarkable disclosure about the corporate and religious-based assaults on innocence, which are pouring out on a daily basis. We're seeing more truth surface every single day. And certainly, that includes the depth of depravity in the Catholic Church. It just came out that the Illinois Attorney General's investigation found that 451 Catholic clergy sexually abused kids. And I'm sure that's not even close to the accurate number. And of course, they say, which is far more than the 103 that the church named. And folks, that was reported by the Associated Press. Believe me when I tell you, this is all but a prelude to the main event. This audience knows all too well the nature of the industrial scale of this evil that's now coming into view with more and more clarity every single day. And these crimes against children will be the single greatest unifying force for humanity that we could ever possibly imagine. When the arrests start and all of this becomes public and the tribunals for crimes against humanity commence, our species will never be the same. And the rage and the raw grief will be almost unimaginable as all of this comes out. And that's why the White Hats are very carefully and very methodically preparing the public for an unprecedented and historic shift in consciousness that will define humanity's trajectory for literally thousands of years to come. Our role in helping to eradicate evil and to educate and heal our society from this collective trauma has only just begun. And on the topic of eradicating evil, let's switch gears here a little bit and let's talk about the CIA and the IRS, which are now very much in the crosshairs. It's absolutely vital that we recognize the hits that the three-letter agencies have taken in recent weeks, folks. This is truly extraordinary. The exposure of the conspiracy to suppress the investigation into the criminality of the Bidens on multiple different fronts is exploding. We now have a second whistleblower from the IRS who revealed that the five-year-long investigation, criminal investigation into Hunter Biden was abruptly halted last week. Of course, we already knew that the investigation was halted, and we certainly knew why it was halted, but now we have whistleblowers coming out publicly. And this guy came out and said, quote, as I'm sure you're aware, I was removed From this highly sensitive case after nearly five years of work, I was not afforded the opportunity of a phone call directly from my special agent in charge, even though this had been my investigation from the start, end quote. So this is very clearly foreshadowing a Hunter Biden arrest, which we've seen coming for a while now. 
And this is going to bring the laptop squarely into the spotlight, revealing all the criminality of the Bidens, including, and most importantly, running human trafficking operations with the assistance of the CIA. And on that front, we saw a rather unexpected tweet from an individual we haven't heard from in a while, Jack Dorsey, the former CEO of Twitter, of course. Now, he came out and shared an image. He tweeted an image of JFK promising to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter them into the wind. You know, that famous quote. And he essentially, in the process, was advocating the takedown of the three-letter agencies, including the FBI and the NSA. Now, we all know that Q made it clear that Dorsey would be removed, which, of course, paved the way for Elon Musk. And I happen to believe that these are white hat comms revealing what's really going on behind the scenes. And this essentially accomplishes three things. It creates cognitive dissonance in the normies who would never expect Jack Dorsey to tweet something like this. It also reassures us, the awakened community, that patriots are actually in control behind the scenes, and it ultimately prepares the public for the widespread exposure of the weaponization of the three-letter agencies. This is all part of what's going to be revealed in this climactic event. And it's exactly that exposure that's driving the narrative prep for all the false flag events we know are coming to distract the population with fear and with chaos. Especially now that Marjorie Taylor Greene is taking a central role in this drama demanding the release of the Epstein client list. So this front of the war is heating up massively. The reveal of the Epstein client list is one of the many trump cards and probably is the most important one of all that the White Hats are getting ready to play. And this is going to bring down the House and virtually the entire government as well as the so-called elites all throughout the power structure. The Hunter Biden laptop and the Epstein client list are devastating weapons. These are howitzers, folks. These are Moabs. These are nukes. These are antimatter bombs against the deep state. And they're readying for deployment as we speak, which means we can expect false flags to commence right alongside the disclosure we know is coming. Now, there are different events that we're looking at, which are very likely to transpire in the near future to cause that fear and chaos that I just mentioned. We can see that the narrative prep is in full swing as this covert war is breaking out into the open. It was just announced a couple of days ago that satellite phones were provided to members of Congress in the event of a communication blackout. And that very act suggests that exactly that is coming. And it will require continuity of government protocols to be in place, which we know they already are. Keep in mind that so much of what we're seeing in the news right now is designed to wake up the sleepers. But also, at the same time, it's designed to provide reassurance to all of us in the patriot community that the White Hats are in control behind the scenes. Now, there's certainly been a lot of narrative preparation for a cyber attack. We've talked about this on many episodes, the devastating effect that an attack on the power grid could have on society, perhaps by deploying an EMP device. And that, of course, 
will be centered around the optics of increasing hostility with China. And by the way, this dovetails very nicely with the announcement by Microsoft that Chinese state-sponsored hackers compromised critical U.S. cyber infrastructure. And apparently, Microsoft found that a Chinese government group had installed malicious code that could be used for destructive attacks. So once again, the criminal formerly known as Bill Gates is engaged in subterfuge. Folks, these are very clear indicators that some sort of false flag attack on the grid is coming and that China is going to be blamed. And if you think back to the whole spy balloon fiasco, you can clearly trace the predictive programming and see that it's very likely we're going to witness this unfold in some way, shape, or form. The particulars, of course, are being obscured by both sides for tactical reasons. But at the end of the day, the true perpetrators will be brought to justice. And by the way, this comes at the same time as the preparations appear to be underway for an incursion into Taiwan, which I continue to believe is imminent in order to take down deep state infrastructure, including biolabs and underground bases that are engaged in unspeakable atrocities, as we know. Now, I've discussed the importance of Taiwan to big tech in past episodes as well. The island is the largest manufacturer of semiconductor chips on the planet. And these semiconductor chips are required in virtually all modern electronic devices in order to function. And of course, we also know just how much of a pillar Silicon Valley and big tech is to the deep state power structure. And that's precisely the reason that Apple has made a deal with the U.S.-based company Broadcom to produce semiconductor chips because they know what's about to unfold in the Pacific Rim. And they also know that it's going to cripple the tech industry if they don't get ahead of it. And not only that, if the White Hats are pulling the strings behind the scenes, and they are, this also presents the opportunity to begin to revitalize our own manufacturing capacity right here in the United States, which is only going to increase the strength of our industrial base. This is a move that is completely contradictory to the espoused principles of globalism and has Trump written all over it. And meanwhile, we have some very interesting developments on the pandemic front. Tedros came out and announced the next pandemic will be, quote, far more deadly than COVID. And obviously, this is a clear example of the enemy telegraphing their next move in accordance with their warped view of karma. They basically believe that if they warn us and we don't mobilize to resist, then the bad karma is on us and not them, which is totally ludicrous, by the way. But nevertheless, that's what they believe. Not only that, there's the World Health Organization Treaty that looks like it's going to be imposed before all of this is said and done. And so it appears that in accordance with the pantomime, the White Hats are allowing the deep state to attempt to roll out another pandemic, so-called Disease X, and to prepare the public for another series of lockdowns, only this time, rather than being an advisory organization or an advisory board, the cabal is using this as a vehicle to advance their one-world government agenda, as always. What this treaty would do is essentially strip nation-states of their sovereignty and give the World Health Organization the power 
to enforce lockdowns and to enforce medical tyranny. And who do you think is going to enforce it? The UN. And by the way, the coup de grace, their real agenda is forced vaccination. That's what this is really all about. Now, I absolutely don't believe this is going to work, not by a long shot. Certainly, when you look around the world right now and you see the way that people are responding to their governments, I don't think that's going to go very well. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to attempt it. Because what are they going to do other than follow their playbook? And this playbook is no. And what's interesting is that as Tedros came out and warned that this next pandemic will be deadlier than COVID, we were reminded in a recent post by S.G. Anon that this push for another round of lockdowns is directly tied to the Ukraine war. And on True Social, he posted, quote, reminder, Russia has been demanding a U.N. investigation into the U.S. biological network in Ukraine for 16 plus months. They claim they will cease fire if the U.S. is investigated and former Russian territory is returned. And this is why Biden and the U.S. cannot allow Ukraine to surrender. The war in Ukraine is backlash for the creation and release of COVID-19. The Russian military directly accused Obama, Clinton, Soros, and Biden of being the main ideologues behind the plot. And this is why hundreds of billions of our tax dollars were sent to Ukraine, not to protect democracy or the Ukrainian people. It's to protect deep state actors from the world discovering their crimes against humanity. That is what's really at stake, end quote. I couldn't agree more. And so in essence, what we have here is the World Health Organization going on the offensive to prevent the exposure of COVID-19 origins in Ukraine, in China, Ukraine, as we know. And a ceasefire would equal an investigation into the biolabs. And so the deep state has even more incentive to keep the war going to prevent this. Not only that, the Russians knew this. And they certainly know the deep state false flag playbook, which is why the official announcement of tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus was recently made by Lukashenko. This is all building toward a nuclear scare event in the climactic moment all of us have been anticipating for a couple of years now, really. We all knew this was coming. And so did NATO, which is likely the reason that the U.S. authorized tactical nukes first a subject we've discussed in the past, which 107 has broken down several times on many different interviews. Belarus borders both Ukraine, where the war is being fought, of course, and Poland, where NATO troops and equipment are being moved into the region for deployment. So if NATO wants to advance on Russia, essentially they need to go through Belarus, which is where the tactical nukes could come into play if a large NATO force is threatening to overrun Belarusian forces. So what does this move indicate? To me, it's a direct calm that Russia and Belarus are expecting a NATO false flag and they're issuing a final warning to the West not to expand the war, especially under false pretenses. But we also have to keep in mind that behind the scenes, these moves have been pre-planned by the alliance for a long, long time. 
to bring us to the precipice of destruction, the precipice of nuclear war. Now, whether or not the White Hats control the leadership on both sides to a large degree is obviously debatable, and it's unknown. But it does appear that these events are unfolding just as anticipated by the Patriot community to cause a nuclear scare event. Although I doubt the White Hats would go this far down the road toward thermonuclear war without being in full control. Remember that their playbook is based upon the art of war, which you don't engage in unless you've already won. But this is also an indication that false flag events intended to usher in the Cuban Missile Crisis 2.0 standoff are coming, and perhaps even imminently at this point. Russia is certainly not done. And even though Bakhmut has fallen, there are many areas of Ukraine that are still under cabal control. But the capture of their main underground hub has made the enemy more panicked and desperate which means a false flag attack to escalate the war and draw nations into full-bore fighting is a critical necessity from their perspective. Now, obviously, Russia knows this, and my estimation is that this announcement was planned to be made, this announcement about nuclear weapons being moved into Belarus, that they're actually there and operational. This announcement was planned to be made publicly after the fall of Bakhmut, which, of course, just happened last week. I think it was last weekend we got that news. And that has amplified the enemy's desperation. And along with it, the false flag threat. Now, what comes next is anybody's guess, because like I've said many times, nobody with knowledge of operational details is revealing any information that would compromise the mission. However, that being said, I think we can reasonably speculate that a major escalation event is next. We already know the war cannot be won by NATO, and certainly with the use of conventional weaponry. However, if it escalated to a nuclear exchange, then the cabal could escape justice theoretically amidst all the chaos, amidst all the destruction in their underground bases. We know that was their plan. So I think what we end up living through is going to be a simulation of what the cabal planned including a false flag event, but falling short of a nuclear exchange. I've been very clear on multiple occasions that I do not believe we are going into nuclear war. Conversely, I believe that all of this is part of the drama that's necessary to jolt the consciousness of the general population and essentially force the awakening on those who still remain hopelessly lost in the matrix. And so what's really happening, folks, is preparation for the climax of this pantomime, which will result in the dissolution of NATO and the unipolar power structure being reversed by the BRICS alliance. Now, recently, you recall, I've been reporting on the coming defections from NATO and the secret backroom deals between Germany and Russia. And just yesterday, we saw Olaf Scholz telegraphing this by announcing that he will speak to Putin to end the conflict in due time. Why? Because Germany has slid into a massive recession. And it's been reported by insiders that the country is under military control behind the scenes. And I think it's very plausible that Schultz is being covertly puppeteered by the alliance to maneuver Germany into a position to extricate themselves 
from further involvement in this conflict in Ukraine. And not only that, the NS2 pipeline sabotage story is not going away either. So look for Germany and Poland to distance themselves from the NATO war effort as more proof emerges from the ongoing investigation into that false flag. And meanwhile, here in the United States, the domestic dynamic is getting more and more interesting, particularly now that Ron DeSantis has officially entered the 2024 race to oppose Trump. Now, I fully recognize, folks, that the topic of Ron DeSantis is somewhat controversial within the Patriot community, especially for those folks who live in Florida, because a lot of people love the guy. And I understand that because he's done a lot of good things optically. You might even say he's done a lot of good things substantively. Remember, folks, this is not another four-year election. Q told us that, and Trump did as well. So we have to view the candidacy of DeSantis through the lens of 5D chess and ask the question, what does his candidacy end up revealing in the end? And the answer to that question, amongst other things, is rhino deception. His true pedigree will be revealed, and this is indeed, in my view, a white hat operation to expose the false political paradigm that we've been saddled with our entire life. This false choice between Coke and Pepsi and them controlling all sides and all aspects of the agenda. The illusion of choice. That's what this is intended to expose. Keep in mind that the deep state needed a puppet that would appeal to Trump voters and throw out enough red meat to get the people to hopefully forget about the issue of election integrity, the art of distraction. Why? Because the cheat is all that really matters to them. They can install new puppets to direct policy and stay in power. That is the key. So as far as I'm concerned, DeSantis isn't revealing anything that patriots and conservatives don't already know. He can ban CBDC. He can rein in Disney. These are all good things. And tackle very important social issues in an effort to appear to be on our side. But in my view, he's functioning as a pacifier. Like I said a moment ago, what really matters to the deep state is remaining in control with their puppets in power. So even if they have to interrupt their operations and derail their own agenda in certain areas like Florida, for example, temporarily, they live to fight another day with DeSantis in place or another puppet that they control. And they can reverse course at any time on any one of these initiatives that DeSantis is putting forward. All they have to do is run a false flag and use that as justification to change the policy. Ron DeSantis is a chess move. This is a key element of the deep state playbook. Sacrifice agenda progress for a season to win the overall war by staying in power. But the deep state Ron DeSantis controlled opposition play is going to backfire, just like all of their other schemes. In fact, if you look at Trump's most recent polling numbers, it's happening already. And before this is all over, DeSantis will be exposed, just like every other aspect of their agenda. All of this darkness is coming into the light. And while I'll admit that at one point I was questioning whether or not 
DeSantis and Trump could be feuding simply for optical purposes to create fog of war, the fact that he's entered the race to oppose Trump seems to me to indicate very clearly where his true allegiance lies. Now, I could be wrong. We'll have to wait and see how this plays out. But nevertheless, the deep state empire is collapsing, folks. The default on the debt is looming. And really, it's somewhat comical to hear Janet Yellen come out and say that default is, quote, highly likely only to be refuted by fake Biden, who says it's, quote, not going to happen. But the reality is, is there's no fixing this broken system. And it's only a matter of time until it fully implodes under the weight of its own insolvency. As the treasury bonds are unloaded at historic levels, we might see Operation Sandman commence sooner rather than later. And I've discussed this, folks, and really, this is going to put the Fed in a position of being drained of every necessary resource they need to continue to fight on. This war is approaching the climax, folks, and the world is beginning to rediscover what we so willingly left behind, especially as the rollout of technology transformed our world when you think about it. Just like every other deep state trap, technology has always been a bait-and-switch operation to lower the defenses of the public. All these new devices come into our lives and they change the very fabric of how we live them. And in my view, there's a direct connection between the rollout of technology and cultural decline. And we can trace this all the way back to TV being rolled out into the public in the 1950s. They lure us in with wholesome content, free speech, and expression. And once they have us hooked, they condition us to incrementally accept, quote-unquote, social change and progress, which is really just shifting the Overton window to bring us closer to our own destruction. That's what we're all coming to realize. Of course, we already understand this, but the general public is coming up to speed. And I think they're coming up to speed much quicker than they ever have before. And it's going to get even more dramatic once the banking crisis really hits its peak and people don't have access to their money. But getting back to this issue of technology, in essence, this is what the Great Awakening is all about. It's going to teach us collectively about what is ultimately of paramount importance to humanity. This is a pattern that they followed over and over again. They did it with TV, like I mentioned a moment ago with the internet in the 90s, the widespread adoption of cell phones, which ultimately morphed into smartphones in the 2000s, which are basically portable escapism tools. And they also do this in the realm of legislation as well. Remember back after 9-11, when there were a few voices in the wilderness warning us about the future consequences of the Patriot Act? Everyone thought they were crazy, right? And look where we are now. We get so distracted with the shiny object that it lures us into thinking that there are no downsides. We get blinded by the advantages. But how many of us ever stop to consider the consequences and the sacrifices we make on the altar of efficiency, of convenience, of entertainment? When we ignore these things, it erodes our character as a society. And that really is the main reason that so many of us 
are feeling so exhausted right now by this process because we've been tasked with the constant pressure and responsibility and power, ultimately, because with great power comes great responsibility to uphold the truth. And not just the truth, but reality itself, which is built upon the truth. These are the very pillars of civilization. Every single day for years, we've had to fight to uphold logic and reason and common sense, or what used to be known as common sense. And I know the listeners of my show remember that time. Most of us never imagined we would live to see a day when we would actually have to fight with people and battle over what two plus two equals or what color the sky is. And yet here we are. But in the end, my dear patriots, which is almost upon us, all of our efforts are going to be rewarded so mightily and so abundantly by our Father in heaven as he moves on behalf of his most beloved creation. And he delivers us from this wickedness, from this evil, and empowers us to align our will with his and to pave the way for future generations to live in peace and prosperity in a world that's hard to even conceive of given the ruthless deception that we've always known. But I promise you, my fellow patriots, every fiber of my being and every intuitive cell in my body doesn't just believe, but knows that victory is ours. We must continue to hold the line with more resolve than ever before and be the leaders that we were chosen to be as this horrific storm descends on the planet and ultimately sweeps evil away from our midst. Each of us were chosen for this. We were born for this. And every experience in our life has prepared us for what's about to happen. So let's hold the line. Let's see this fight through. Let's cross the finish line together and enter into the golden age where we can pioneer an entirely new reality based upon truth, justice, goodwill, peace, and prosperity. In Jesus' holy name. All right, folks, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Please take a moment to let me know in the comments and hit that like button if you did. Also, please check out the links in the description. Check out patriotunderground.shop. You can pick up a t-shirt, pick up a hoodie, a sticker, a beer mug, a water bottle. I have a bunch of different items on there. Very affordably priced, high quality. It's a great way to support my work. You can also do that on Buy Me a Coffee. You can make a one-time donation. You can also become a member for $5 a month. You can get first access to all of my new content, which, by the way, is always going to remain free for everyone. And in addition to that, you'll also get access to the Zoom links for our Patriot Underground chats. The third chat is going to be Saturday, June 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm very much looking forward to that. I also want to encourage folks to check out PatriotSwitch.com, the best company out there for all of your personal and household items. I talked about Target tonight, folks. We already know about Walmart. These are evil corporations. It's time to make the switch, folks. I don't even have to market this stuff. I don't even have to sell it to people anymore. The news is doing that for us. Do you really want your money to go to these big box stores? It's not a matter of convenience anymore, folks. We are at war. And speaking of convenience, 
for those who may think it's more convenient to just walk into Target or Walmart or any of these other big box conglomerates to pick up their items, well, I'd say it's probably a lot more convenient to have them shipped directly to your door. Non-toxic products manufactured here in America by patriots who love this country. It's a no-brainer choice, folks. This is money that you're already going to be spending. You might as well spend it with the good guys. Ditch Target, ditch Walmart, make the switch today. And finally, folks, before I leave you, I want to remind everybody out there that now is the time to protect your retirement savings. If you have a 401k or an IRA, or even if you have money stashed away for a rainy day, now is the time to invest in gold and silver, to roll over your 401k, your IRA, whatever retirement savings you have, and hold it in gold and silver and precious metals, folks. The banking collapse is accelerating with every passing day. I've explained in depth why this is a very, very wise decision to make. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I've been very clear about that. But history teaches us over and over again that gold and silver is a very, very good investment during difficult economic times, specifically when the stock market crashes. And you could put yourself not only in a position to protect the wealth that you've worked your entire life to earn, but also to capitalize on the transition into the QFS. And if we're being honest, none of us know all the details. None of us know exactly what this is going to mean for us financially. We know it's going to mean an amazing improvement over what we have now. Certainly, we can all agree upon that. But none of us know exactly what's going to happen when that EBS is triggered, when that mirroring process stops. If your money is tethered to the stock market in a 401k or an IRA, the minute that EBS goes off and that chaos and panic ensues, you might be too late to be able to do anything about it. And you might take a major hit. Now, I'm not suggesting that this is going to devastate people for the rest of their lives, but I am suggesting that it's a very wise decision to put yourself in a position to protect the wealth that you've worked so hard for and also to capitalize on this transition. Because if you're in the know, folks, I believe there's a reason for that. I believe that there are no coincidences. I believe that all of us have been given all of this information ahead of the masses so that we could receive the blessing that is going to be for all of humanity, but especially for those of us who were pre-awakened. There are no coincidences, folks. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. Click the link in the description. Don't waste any time, folks. Time is of the essence. The window of opportunity here, I do believe, is closing rapidly, and I'm not the only one, as you know. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. I wouldn't steer you wrong, folks. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another report. Until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.